Greg. Greg. Dude, uh, should we play some jazz music right now? I would really like some, like, elevator music. For it. Are you playing the elevator music? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. I was waiting for you to do that, bro. Oh, I don't know what to play. Oh, okay. I'm going to play this from the Palm Springs soundtrack. That's a good idea. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what? That is a good idea. All right. Welcome to the utmost respect. We're going to wait a couple minutes, but um, go. Yeah. Yeah, I cut it out a little bit. I was going to... was going on a little long. Okay, so um, welcome back to The Utmost Respect. We are Ashnatia. Um, Natia, do you want to tell them why we started this? <laughs> um, we were supposed to start this many, many years ago. Got very lazy. I guess the boredom of pandemic quarantine made us want to start this podcast. Oh, we're just going to talk about movies. Sorry, I muted myself. I'm really pleasantly surprised. I would have thought that we would, we would be friends, considering we hated each other. I didn't hate you. Okay, I, I, I feel like I remember ninth grade a little different. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> you and, like, Libby were, like, the only people I talked to in ninth grade. You guys banged up on, let's be honest out of love okay anyway this week this week we watched many movies we watched sleepless in seattle um we watched palm springs um watched fight club and and the mask there we go uh staples of white cinema is the theme of our episode today other than palm springs Though Palm Springs is pretty white, it's relatively new and would not be considered a staple. No, I don't think in any of these movies there's like a single person of color. Oh my god, not in Sleepless in Seattle. The women all look the same. Um, I couldn't tell the difference. The woman, the kid, or the woman that Meg Ryan is to be Tom Hanks' girlfriend might as well have been his girlfriend because they looked exactly the same. Oh, is... I really thought when I watched the movie that, like, the two main characters would interact. It turns <laughs> out they, like, talk to each other at the very end. Okay, I guess these are spoilers. I mean, like, I oh. expected a rom-com to have, like, the, like, romantic leads to, like, you know, like, talk to each other. Definitely. Disclaimer, um, if you want spoilers on any of these movies... I would suggest you leave now. I, I plan on holding back. I don't know. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I don't either. So going full sun on Sleepless in Seattle, I made some notes as to things um, I was confused about. Um, I is peeling an apple, apple skin and one long peel, like, qualification in a woman. Okay, wait, also, am I, like, the only one that doesn't peel my apples? Like, I thought that was so bizarre. I was like, I just eat my apples as is. I think that's definitely the norm. I don't think anyone is out there peeling their apples, um, let alone, like, finding love for that. Right, I just thought it was a little weird that she peels her apples in, like, one long strip, and so does his, like, 
dead wife for some reason. I don't know. Definitely. And um, I, I also thought that the fact that she stalked him all the way to Seattle, saw him on the street, stared at him, said hello, fled to the airport, and then that was the end of their first interaction. It just doesn't sit right with me. Every single interaction they've had does not sit right with me. It freaks me out. She's just a stalker, bro. And she hired, yeah, she hired a private investigator to take pictures of the man. Like, I'm, I, I have to wonder, like, how the how they met story went, like, told it to other people. Oh yeah, like when they actually met each other. Okay, wait. Also, we're not even talking about the fact that like, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I get it though. Like, my mom finds Tom Hanks like really attractive, so I guess like it works for some women. I guess so. I guess. So. <laughs> I think we're just too young. I think we were like not meant to find Tom Hanks attractive because of just the nature. That isn't that bizarre though? Because like you know how everyone is like, oh my god, like young, I don't know, like Leonardo DiCaprio, or like I don't know, you know what I mean? But I don't think, maybe I'm completely off base here, but I don't think people are like, oh my god, young Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean, I also watched Big, and I, I don't know, I, I just felt unsettled the whole time, if anything. Um, I don't know, he's, I just like, he, the way, I think it's the way he talks, and I think it was Forrest Gump, like, I just think that prevents me from making him attractive. Oh my god. Uh, I, I guess that's less in Seattle all i have to say about it really just like it only works because meg ryan meg ryan reminded me of, like some girl who is it remember hannah g from the bachelor so yeah. it looks like her to me it, damn i guess i guess they really do look alike you're very right in that regard. i don't yeah. mind meg ryan I- I really enjoyed her in When Harry Met Sally, so I really don't have anything against her. Okay, but Sleepless in Seattle, don't get why it's a classic. It's like a one out of... Yeah. I think I rated it like a half. Yes, we both rated it one stars on Box D, so that was easily, like, worst movie I saw all week. Hey, Ashna, is it Letterbox D? Is it not, like, Letterboxed? past tense of letterbox i mean i'd be pretty embarrassed if it was but i've been saying it to myself as letterbox d so maybe i'll just keep saying that why would it be letterbox d though like why just like the d and i i just felt natural to me man like I just, it's what my brain wanted it to be okay i won't question it um, anyway can i talk about fight club because <laughs> it's been haunting me ever since i watched it First of all, like, I get how, like, the point of it, I think it's supposed to be about, like, consumerism or, like, capitalism or, like, something like that. To me, the whole movie just felt, like, oppressed homophobia for, like, someone that's gay. Like, it just felt really gay to me. I think that's, like, the point, though. I think they were, like, exploring, like, repressed, like, with sexuality and just like taking it out with violence is they that were... the point i think so i'm pretty sure that's how brad pitt played it at least i don't know dude when i saw it i thought the 
because I thought the whole thing was they're just trying to take down like big corporations or something like that like I didn't bro they're also so heterosexual because they fight like men I mean that's the vibe I got also Brad Pitt was like a figment of his imagination so like uh to me like while I was watching it it felt like like only by your name like frat house edition if to me if Brad Pitt was a figment of his imagination. That's basically just finding yourself so attractive, you associate and just start like a homosexual relationship with yourself. You take out via violence. That's how I read the movie. I might be wrong. It's kind of empowering though. I like that way. I think it's hot as fuck. Like I I can definitely like subscribe to the ethos of that. I could live my life this way. You know what I think is kind of unnecessary is like all the rules of Fight Club. Is it not just the one rule? No. You don't talk the about Fight Club. First two rules are that you don't talk about Fight Club. But then one of them is like, if you're a newcomer, you have to fight today. And I was like, that's like so unnecessary because like, what if you just want to like watch, like get a feel for it, and then like if you do the fight, like build up to it like why are you forcing people to fight on their first time i just thought that was a bit i don't know yeah like a little trial class like week free trial type shit use a groupon i one get one free type shit i i could i could vibe with that maybe a new business idea yeah okay also something else that really concerned me um you know when they were like making havoc on the city and just like burning stuff down and like just like I don't know vandalizing everything um like no one was like wearing masks I feel like I don't know I feel like every single time they show them doing that like their faces were just out and that gave me so much anxiety it's like so easy to figure out who you are Oh, it doesn't matter if you're just trying to take down capitalism. They want to be known people who took it down. Yes, maybe. Probably right. Maybe you're just, like, indoctrinated by, like, living life for the last <laughs> six months. Where are those masks? Gosh, okay, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have any other thoughts. I just think it was, like, way gayer than I expected. Would you rate it? I feel like that's like a solid four out of five. Five out of five? Four four point five. Oh, um, I think I gave it a four. Letterbox D, as you would like to say. Interesting. Okay, so it's probably one of the better movies we saw this week. At the bottom is still fucking Sleepless in Seattle. Um, moving on to Palm Springs, which I would. I devote the rest of movie time to this movie. Um, what were your thoughts? How did you like how they used the whole time loop situation? Well, first, I want you to tell me your thoughts. Ah, uh, touche. Fine. Okay. Um, so I, I think I liked it. So correct me if I'm wrong. It was Groundhog's Day, right? I think yeah. Tom Cruise did a time loop movie. Edge of Tomorrow. I'm familiar with I think that was Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, it was Tom Cruise. Okay, well, Jake Gyllenhaal did one, too. And it was, like, on a train. Okay. 
then um, this Russian doll is Happy Death Day. Maybe Happy Death Day 2, but I didn't get to see that one. And I think that's all that's coming to mind. It's a pretty, pretty utilized like premise. It's been done a lot. I'm like so surprised that like a rom-com had been done yet. Like, until this was done, I was just like, wow, this surprisingly felt like so I I, I, I thought that was good. It wasn't Russian doll kind of rom commy. In what way? Did the two no, the two characters never got together, did they? No, because she had that Mandy Patinkin lookalike that she um, she was like trying to make amends. Oh, but the two characters definitely slept with each other. Oh, I I guess yeah. I'm I'm just remembering they did fuck that one time. I don't think that's the point though. Okay, yeah, that was not a rom com. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree, but I'm saying it did have a rom com element. So, in what way was them just having a one night stand a rom com? Pretty sure it wasn't just a one night stand though. I'm pretty sure like a few episodes before. Okay, I haven't watched it in like a year, so I don't remember. But like, the best of my memory, I thought it was more romantic. Okay, well, I I'm I don't think that's true, but I'm just gonna move on <laughs> because um. This was, like, I guess a more in-depth rom-com. Um, I would agree. So, I guess, like, tropes that they also utilized, you know, the two main characters are damaged by love, right? And you know, the dude, Niles, he's sort of passive. I feel like he was stuck there for at least 40, 50 years based oh on the God. way he was acting. I do? Dude, I feel, I have a theory that, like, he was in there for a ridiculous amount of time. Like, That's I feel like he was there for years. Because um, he just can't remember life from before the time loop. Uh, that freaks me out. Okay, anyway, tell me how you felt about it. So there's Niles, right? And he's just passive. He's like, okay, let's let today be today. Tomorrow be today, right? Then there's the girl. How do you say her name? Kristen Mati? <laughs> actress name i don't remember i don't even remember the character's name dude okay well there's her you know she's complicated she's a complicated female protagonist is she though is she no she's jaded bro and yeah um, but then she's like not at the end how do you mean like she wait we'll get there later whatever whatever um yeah I was thinking, like, if you were in that situation, like, you know how she, when she first finds out, she's like, okay, like, fuck this. I want tomorrow to be tomorrow. And she, like, goes and fucking learns physics to get out of it. And Andy Samberg's just like, I'm cool with this. Like, I'll let this happen to me. And he just takes it in, like, a passive way. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, I feel like I would also react in the same way, you know? I feel like tomorrow is already like today why let tomorrow be tomorrow it could just be today like no in andy sandberg's defense did try to get out of it like remember he was saying like did like everything he could to try to get out of it and i just don't think he thought that like it could be a literal physics thing that he could use to solve it I don't think he thought but of that. By the end of it, he was like, it was fine. Like, he, he was like, why even leave? Like, like, shit's scary out there. Like, why not just stay? 
feel like if you were there and you had the option to leave, you wouldn't leave. I feel like if you could just live today without any consequences, like I would. I feel like I'd stay there for a bit longer. <laughs> longer than 50 years? I call bull on this. No way you do that. <laughs> okay, but like, no, like how long was the girl there? How long do you think they were there, by the way? Like, how long do you think this movie took place for? I think the girl was there for like a year. Think it was a year? Yes. Maybe a little bit longer oh. considering she got like a whole PhD in like quantum physics. Yeah, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm calling bullshit on that. The montage was like a minute and I feel like, do you think she was gone for that long? Yeah, I think she was I can't get a timeline on the movie. I think that's the point though. Okay. So let's say she spent like six months studying physics. Right? Okay. Six months with Andy Sam. Seems pretty plot. Um Okay, wait. So Ashna, what would you rate it like on Box D? I rated it four stars. I feel like Andy Samberg got kind of annoying towards the end. <laughs> this is really whiny and I feel like the beginning was also like sort of eh, but the middle was like pretty fucking lit. So. Um, if I may hurt your feelings for a second, I don't know if this affects you that deep. I would probably give it like maybe two stars. Oh, what? I thought like just dialogue wise, I laughed so much that I was like, okay, this is a four star movie. <laughs> okay, let me explain why. Okay, I love Andy Samberg. I love the other girl. I forget her name, but I remember she was in Black Mirror too, and she killed it there. Anyway, the reason I would give it like two stars, probably less than that. For one, time loop warp movies break me out and they make me really anxious and I hate them like all the time. Being said, I think the dialogue was good, but they just like yada yada over like super important stuff. Like, how did she figure out this was like an energy box and she needed to like blow stuff up? And like, they spent more time on Andy Samberg just being like a loser than they did on this girl literally getting him out of this like ridiculous situation. And in the beginning, they presented everybody as like a complex like character, like Andy Samberg is. I don't know, like, he seems like he's all fun or whatever, but he doesn't, like, open up. And then she's just, like, super jaded. But, like, at the very end of the movie, she's like, yeah, I love you. Even though, like, throughout the movie, she's like, I hate commitment and, like, love isn't real. And just, like, in one second, it all changes. It's, like, not real. Oh, the time loop in the end was learned a long way. What don't you get, man? Hey, what do you mean? <laughs> Bro, like, they, like, they learned, man. Like, she, like, fucked um, Tala's, like, be husband. Like, that's, like, when, that along with her marriage is what made her jaded. I, I don't know. I, I yeah, but then, dude, the day before she was about to leave, like, the, the night, she, like, the day she was going to leave, she went to Andy Samberg. She's like, I'm going to leave today. You're either in or you're out. And then that night... He was like, yeah, I, like, love you. I feel like the point of the whole thing was, like, two people, like, are so afraid of, like, the real world. It hasn't been, like, super positive for them. And they're, like, in this time loop. They find something good. 
like living in that bliss without like the, the world they can't if it's like real or not and, but like I'm not sure if it like if that equates to love but I think the point of it was like I have to get to, to tomorrow to see if it's something more like that's that's like only Andy Samberg's part of the story though but that's also her I was not like her really. whole shtick she wanted to get out the whole time yeah, I know, but she was like, I feel like her main, she was also struggling with like, love because she had like really shitty, she's, I don't know, she's had some really shitty experiences. She's done some shitty things. Okay, I agree. But that being said, she changed everything about her personality and hating love and being jaded in literally one day. How was it? I feel like it must have been a process for her. She stopped talking to Andy Samberg. She stopped talking. She had to focus on school, man. She was getting her fucking studies done. That's what I'm saying. She didn't have time to care. And then remember that day when Andy Samberg's like, I love you. And like, I want to be here with you. And she's like, what do you mean you love me? I'm the only one here that was trapped in here with you. And like, I'm the only person you could talk to in like how many ever years. And that's why you think you love me. And then that night before they go, she's like, yeah, I love you too. Do you not remember that? I do. I feel like you're just being cynical, man. <laughs> okay. Maybe I bought I it. Do. I bought it. <laughs> I'm just like, I guess maybe I'm really biased here because I'm just obsessed with that act. Anything she does, I'll like always praise. So I might be like really biased here. So. Okay, she did act really well. I'll give you she that. acted so fucking well. I'm just saying is she, they tried to make a complex female character and then like every single movie, they just dropped it at the end so that it could like be happy and like pretty. Maybe. Okay. Also, at the end, remember that other guy that was also trapped in there with him? Like, yeah, um, yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah. So when they like went into the cave to like blow themselves up or whatever, like, why didn't they bring him with them so he could get out of the time loop? Oh, she left him a message. She gave him a phone call. It was at the end of the movie. What? Yeah, there's like this whole thing where like he comes back to the wedding and he's like, "Hey, Andy Samberg, you motherfucker!" And then Andy Samberg doesn't know who he is and, and like what? laughs and he's got a message. Yeah, there was a, I think it was a mid credit scene, perhaps. I didn't I didn't watch that then. I take I take back my comment about that. I fucking take that back, man. Okay, well, take back, take back the fact that it had complex characters, because it didn't. I'm going to simmer on this. I, I just, I feel like I need to simmer on what you said and collect myself. I feel like you're really dropping a lot on me right now. Okay. I think we can just switch to, like, be pitching some funny shit. I feel like that concludes our um, movie. <laughs> our movie I don't know if I have half an hour of stuff to pitch, but... um. Oh, wait. Six other people here. <laughs> wait, Ashna, before we start pitching stuff, I have to talk to you about Ace Ventura just real quick. Okay. Give me okay. your thoughts. To me, okay, I don't know how long ago you've seen it, but like, well, I, the last time I saw it was when I was like 
probably eight or something, watching it again, it gave me serious Joker vibes. Really? I, I haven't seen it for, I can't really remember anything that one scene, like, someone, like, walks into Jim Carrey's door, and, like, it looks normal, and he leaves, and Jim Carrey puts his arm up, and all the animals come to him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Really, all that sticks to mind to me, right? That was a pretty good scene. But no, it was just like, I don't know, dude. But like, just like the whole set, I'm telling you, if you put like a filter on that movie and like none of the other characters laughed and like the music was a little bit different, it could literally be the Joker. Because his whole existence is like so bizarre and like kind of like creepy. (laughs) It's like shot in a certain way. I feel like for me, that's just Jim Carrey and a smile. Like I felt the same way about the mask. Um, I was, like, fucking terrified of his character, but he was, like, played off as this, like, really pure and nice guy that any woman in the city would be lucky to have. He was actually, like, fucking psycho. <laughs> Especially when he put on the mask. And then he was, like, the mask brings out what's inside. For me, it's humor. <laughs> and I'm, like, what? You almost Maybe. killed me Maybe Jim Carrey should have just played the Joker instead of Joaquin Phoenix. That might have made it, like, the movie better. Maybe. I also, like, have no desire to see, like, 60-year-old anti-vax Jim Carrey. Oh my god. Okay, wait. Also, the movie is so transphobic. It's like, I was, like, shocked. It was, like, so bizarre. Like, they spent, like, probably, like, uh, maybe, like, five minutes of, like, the runtime. just like throwing up because like all these guys kiss this like trans girl or something i love when movies go like specifically out of the offensive <laughs> not even like an accident for them they just like just went out of the do this for no reason <laughs> it was wild it literally went on for so long um anyway i think those are all my thoughts yeah. literally felt like the joker i just wanted to share a thought with you i was like I was watching something the other day, and, like, so, um, I'm, like, obsessed with, like, just understanding references, right? So, I feel like, but nowadays, I feel like, like, writers, like, writers in, like, TV comics stuff, like, movies, they just, like, put references that don't make sense, I feel like, to meet a quote. And I'll give you an example as to why I feel this way. I think, like, there was a line that, like, someone was, like, oh, including this one person am i like the hottest like detective psychic detective you've ever seen and someone was like no i've seen john cusack and it's like want to look up john cusack really like the ugliest person in the world to me um it's just like a really ugly dude (laughs) like he just doesn't look great he looks greasy i just felt like that just didn't make sense to me at all and I feel like whoever wrote that did not know what they were talking about, but it's such an obscure reference. Not an obscure reference, but just something no one would like think twice about that um they just put it in there fucking Maybe John that was like a movie reference. Maybe John Cusack paid them to like say that about him. <laughs> it's like a paid advertisement. Hi everyone. I'm interrupting our conversation to tell you about our sponsors for this episode. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, we are three episodes in and 
we do not have any sponsors. I'm actually interrupting to say that our footage for the second half of our podcast is essentially garbage. So we will be abruptly ending it here. Um, And it's a shame too, because we talked about Shakespeare and the Charmin Bears. Um, Anyway, sorry about that. We are fixing our sound, so make sure you listen to our episode next week for the same content, but with slightly better sound quality. Thank you.